Alright y'all, welcome back. This is another installment of A Light in the Sky, the Carefree Black Nerd Review over one of the most slept on science fiction shows out there. Uh, <laughs> uh, a Light in the Sky, use the hashtag AL4400. I am one of your co-hosts, Rain Coleman, the Carefree Black Nerd, and I have with me today, like every other day, <laughs> my very phenomenal host, co-host as well. Go ahead, sir. Hey, what's going on? My name's uh, it's Robert. <laughs> Just Robert <laughs> again, uh, the co-host of uh, the greatest, my probably the only forty-four hundred podcast. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, we, um, but yeah, you know, like um, Rain said, one of the most slept-on uh, sci-fi speculative fiction, you know, shows in a minute. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes, um, of course, like I said, when you're listening to this episode, use that hashtag AL4400 or 4400. You you know what I'm saying. <laughs> It'll be in the show notes, goddammit. <laughs> and you can find me on Twitter, tweet me, Carefree Blurred. Use that hashtag AL4400. And go ahead and let the folks know how they can uh, cyberstalk you via Twitter. <laughs> So we talked about the cyber stalking before, but no, it's like putting ideas in people's heads. Um, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> I guess the way you can reach out is, you know, through my website, uh, robertkjeffrey.com. That's robertkjeffrey.com. And that'll, that'll link you to my Instagram, Twitter, and uh, Facebook. Absolutely. That's about it. No, my no MySpace page anymore. <laughs> I don't know. Solange then brought it back. She she might have brought back MySpace uh-huh. for us now. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> oh man. But no, yes. Yeah, so y'all make sure when you're listening to this episode, use that hashtag. When you're listening to all the other AL forty four hundred episodes, when you're binge watching uh, on Netflix or any other viewing site uh, 4400 make sure to make this a conversation let us know you're out there let us know you're listening and uh, we are your premier 4400 podcast the greatest 4400 podcast (laughs) oh man okay okay so we are back in the thick of it we are in season 2 episode 2 which is wake up call part 2 when this aired live was this a like two hour almost two hour episode or was it split into two episodes do you remember well no you gotta remember I like I saw this on DVD oh okay okay yeah yeah for me it was just like um you know back to back episodes Mm -hmm. Um, and and that was one of the things I actually was gonna ask me I was wondering if they ran both of the episodes together Mm -hmm. as like a connected yes even on the DVD Okay. Um, and I guess I could have actually checked the DVD to see that, but because I've been just backtracking <laughs> on, you know, Netflix, they I think they separated it. Yes, yeah, two. Mm-hmm. It's two separate episodes. Yeah. yeah, but online it's one because when I went to watch episode two, it was actually episode three of season two. Oh, wow. Yes, yeah, so, and I watched and said, "Oh, this is I'm missing a whole lot," so I had to stop. Kind of spoiled the first yeah. five episode, five minutes of episode three, but. You know, whatever, I'll, I'll overlook that. But yeah, um, 
uh, part two of Wake Up, Wake Up Call, Tom returns to Intact in a limited capacity. Um, and that's why I'm really, I'm sure that they aired one and two as one episode mm-hmm. because Tom returning to Intact in a limited capacity was already in episode one. Like, so it's right. maybe they, it was just like the leftover synopsis or something. Um, they got lazy as fuck with the synopsis. For, for synopsis. sure. Yes. Because every other one is like two or three sentences. This was just like, you know what happened. You saw last episode. Right. right. Oh, man. Okay. So, um, she, diving right in, did you have any any initial thoughts about this episode or anything that kind of stood out to you or any of that? Um, you know, the, 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 you know, the revelation at the end. Um, you know, and we'll you know get to it, I guess. Um, about Kevin, mm-hmm. you know that that tying into the larger what do they call it? They don't call it the framework; they call it the ripple effect. Yeah, the ripple. Yep. You know, that yeah, that was pretty big. Mm-hmm. And the other, I think the other thing that stood out was um, the fact that they, like you said, they should have just run both of these together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because it, you know, looking at it in hindsight, it just. Um, I'm not saying that it lost traction. Mm-hmm. Because there, there's a there's something kind of, you know, there are some big things that happen. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, I don't. It just always take it back to um, you know, Battlestar Galactica, mm-hmm. where their first episode was it was like a long ass like mini series. Yeah, like it was a mini movie. Um, and I don't think at that time that was like separated into multiple episodes. I think they just ran it as you know, one big ass movie. Mm-hmm. And then after that it started with um either a second or third episode. It depends. I don't know what the number is, but that's the only example I could think of where this probably could have benefited from that. Because I don't know if this one like lost steam or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um yeah that's that you know, those are the two big you know, the the revelation about Kevin and the fact that they probably should have just strung both of these together. Yeah, yeah. No, I completely agree. Uh, and then I'm thinking if this aired during the summertime, they probably did air the first episode, first two, as yeah. one. Like, as, because, you know, you get, um, if I'm understanding or remembering correctly, a lot of times you may get mini series throughout the summer. And if they do well, they might become full shows. Or is that, mm-hmm. that, that I feel like that's right. <laughs> so we, don't t- we don't TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But no, I have the same, the same, um, Kind of feelings that one that 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 little twist at the end. I felt like I saw it coming, but I don't want to uh-huh. say it was so predictable because when I saw it coming, I think was closer to the end where it was kind of sort of right in your face. Like I didn't predict it from the beginning, so I think the show did a good job. But if you had watched it as both episodes as one, I think it would have been more satisfying than it was watching that storyline being broken up like that. Um, because, and we'll and we'll get into that because I think there's a there's a large part of this episode where they don't they don't even show the hospital. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like they, yeah, the hospital was was not exist. You know, did not pop up until like the last few minutes. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you know, the first episode was more so. And and I think that's probably why maybe it would have benefited because I I think you know there was this whole thing of we didn't get to focus on these particular stories mm-hmm. because we were still focused on essentially the the 4400 crime of the week with mm-hmm. 4400 per week and so now we give more time to Jordan and Sean and mm-hmm. Sean and Kyle and um, 
Which I don't Maya. like. Ugh, I hate Kyle. Yeah, and, my, and Maya and Frank Sinatra. Like, that was... Fam! I screamed. Because I forgot, like, you know, I forgot that was the reason why she came home. Um, like I said, we'll get to that. But it seems as if this episode was, like I said, they wanted to get more into the characters that they probably possibly didn't focus on as much. Mm-hmm. Because they, you know, there was a lot of action that was taking place, and you know, it was good action, you know, or good story mm-hmm. plot without the um in the first half or the first episode. But, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I didn't even realize that until we started talking. They didn't go to the hospital until like the last few minutes. Right, right. <laughs> so, which was just tacked on. Which man, I don't know. <laughs> this episode, I did not like the villain, the clearly racist white old man and his sons I this opening the who <laughs> yeah right the MAGA, yeah the, MAGA the, the, the pre-MAGA MAGAs it was just right. it was I did not like I guess it felt very heavy handed like I feel like he should have been mad at one or the other either you were mad at the interracial relationship or you were mad about the 4400 though the racism kind of goes hand in hand it just felt like a lot or it wasn't yeah. done well. What do you think? Uh-huh. Yeah, like you said, we, we last we, our big our big thing from last week was when he said, uh, "Abomination begets abomination." <laughs> like you got a problem with inter, you know, with mixed children. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what and people sleeping outside of races. In addition, because at that point he didn't know that she was, you know, forty four hundred before she started going Jean Grey. Um and yeah, <laughs> Isabel Dark Phoenix hashtag that. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, but um, yeah, like you could have like what do you say superimposed like MAGA hats? Like, yes, guys, as they ran through because they you know the scene opens up with them bursting through the uh, well Richard and Lily are packing up and then they see the truck come up and then they run out and then these guys like roll up like it's like 1960s South Alabama. Um, and it just, yeah, it definitely does seem heavy-handed. And the thing I love is that he essentially wore a costume yeah. the entire episode. He mm-hmm. was a cartoon character. Yeah. Um, you know, I, think, I, I think that at least Richard and Lily were able to change clothes. Um, <laughs> but they, you know, he was still wearing the same outfit he was, you know, being racist in earlier. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and for them to be like, they reminded me of the purifiers yes. this season. Oh my god! I was a uh, the gifted. Okay. The gifted and the you know and the gifted we and in the gifted the the purifiers are from that um, extra series or the miniseries called um, God Loves Man, man Kills for Man Kills. Mm-hmm. I always get the name of it wrong, but it's just like. You know, this lynch mob. But yeah, like you said, like who, who gives them the right or the audacity to just bust up into this house? Yeah. Yeah. Shoot you know, shoot them now. So. And, and I'm I, I I get it as far as racism is concerned, but what bothered yeah. me is that it there wasn't a payoff. Like ugh, and it feels so weird saying these words, but like if they were just racist and it's like, Oh, let's lynch them, let's kill them, that would make sense to me because of my lived in experience. It, right. I feel like you really had no reason to burst into this house and then you didn't have adequate backup. Like, I don't... It, 
especially because you went after a white woman and her mixed kid. It wasn't a black man and his mixed kid that you initially went after. So there's it something it felt weird. Yeah, it was I mean, like I said, it, it definitely you know, because he's and and he's a dude that, you know, plays <laughs> you guys were talking about we're gonna tie in we're gonna do uh you know, tie in another podcast mm-hmm. on Life Lightning Matters. <laughs> the guy Clifton Powell yeah. plays the preacher. And everything he's in, he just plays like the the, the I guess the bad guy. Like mm-hmm. he's the guy that you know is is gonna like stomp on the heart, five heartbeats right. or some shit like that. <laughs> or like or do you the mother wrong in like a Tyler Perry movie or yes. but so when you see him pop up you feel you have a vibe of like he's gonna play the dirtiest preacher. He's gonna he's gonna be robbing them of all their money, right? And that's that's who this guy was. Yeah. Except like I said, he, and he's been I can't remember what other stuff he's been in, but he was you know he's he's that that bad guy. But yeah, they you know um, he he got his two sons, and he was just like, well, let's just shoot the fuck, let's just shoot this uh, wife, and, you know, this this mother and his, her daughter, mm-hmm. you know, and <laughs> with like three shotguns. I'm like, oh god, but which um, <laughs> that, I was like, like this baby, what if she was just a nanny? You know, like. I get the initial, like, oh, she's biracial, you must have, but, like, how, what if she was just, what if that was her niece and not even her child? Like, it was so weird. I mean, and, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, like, especially now, and it's funny because this has become, like, the 4400 race talk, um, <laughs> they, you see, and I'm, I guess I'm trying to kind of date this, you, you know, you, there was a video of the lady who, like, flipped out at Walmart, and then spit at the camera person. Yeah. You know, the, the, it's like, so, it, this doesn't, that doesn't seem too far-fetched. I mean, as far as him, like, yelling oh, at yeah. the mm-hmm. now, now, taking it to the next level of, like, riding the shotguns into, like, a, um, yeah. van, you know, finding out where they live and then riding out to, like, murder them, you know, that's, uh, that's, you know, that's like, oh, shit, okay, these, these guys are psychos. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I'm, you know, they even though they were cartoonish, the sadistic side of me was just like, "Hey, I love how they what happened at the end." <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> me too, me too. Yeah, very much so. Um, yeah. yeah, weird, weird. So we we uh, open up on the next scene, which is at the intact facility. Um, which one thing I've been paying attention to a lot is when I watch shows, old and new. And who's on screen and what settings there are, um, because this scene is just uh, Diana, Tom. What's the guy? The nerdy guy is it Steve? Marco. Mark. Okay. Steve. All, all wrong. <laughs> and and homegirl from who we like from before. Yeah. But it's just them. Yeah. There's not yeah. other bodies present. We're in this room for a while, and it makes me a bit aware of. Um, like the budget and you know what locations you may have had and I think a lot of it has to do with another podcast I do Welcome to Riverdale because they reuse a lot of scenes that to me feels very like a like a poor choice like why would this why would we move a cult from a acres of land into a church that's much smaller and you always see them in this space so it's not a detriment to the show but I just I'm more aware of who's on screen and how many times are we seeing what scenes so yeah that's my little 
<laughs> Love, whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. So, what are they discussing? The they're basically, I you know, they're talking about how the um, the people have been, I guess, infected at the um, at the. Uh, I don't want to say crazy house. That's wrong. Um, um, wherever you know, the hospital. Yeah, you know, hospital. The, the, the asylum. I'm just arcing asylum. And, <laughs> and they're breaking down that it's like it's it's affected people who have actually not had any contact with tests, so it's become airborne to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, like I said, it's it's their kind of their sciencey dump or them trying to explain like what you know what's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I, there's there's some other like further explanation of it, but um, they do establish that they feel that it is a communication device uh, mm-hmm. with the future, and that she, her trying to contact the future, uh, Tom makes the point that it goes along with the, the mission that he's been given, and the fact that they have not done anything for like a year, mm-hmm. so it's like like typical government bureaucracy like mm-hmm. and the sad part is they, they got a message like hey we need to save the future now like nah let's sit on this right here right um, which was weird right, right yeah so they so it's crazy um they but the boss basically tells them like you know her and uh diana and tom like y'all can't go you know there's a chance that you're going to get affected so mm-hmm. he's like so what do we do and she's like well you know just uh we just gotta wait. <laughs> so Which, it's just, oh, yeah, it seems like the worst instruction to give. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, they don't. I don't even hear anything about like, hey, let's you know send people in hazmat suits. You dead, dead. Let, you, uh, right. Let's cordon off the area. Mm-hmm. You know, let's because I guess the assumption is like, well, everybody just locked inside and they're focused on building this thing. Um, you know, so. It just it, even if she had tossed out a couple sentences like that, I think it would have been like because it, what you're left to believe and what happens is they don't nothing nothing nobody right. is there right kind of guard yeah kind of yeah there. nothing is no. yeah 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 I, I feel the same way it was very odd and I was thinking like you're not even gonna send them on another case or maybe because they've already been around these people test them. Cause they may be infected. Like it's, it was so. It was the, it, it, the the scene was didn't feel complete to me, um, yeah. and that's kind of my feeling about this episode and why it didn't hit as hard as the first one for me. Um, another something is God. I lost my train of thought that quick. Um, oh, so with this, with this scene and with this episode, one of the things that I think they did really well which probably was just by accident is that we did not see the infection so it was very terrifying in the sense that you don't know there's not sneezing there's not visual effects to signify so when someone becomes infected they look just as normal and and well as you are but their behavior changes but even the change may not be drastic. I feel like it was drastic in the hospital because those people had different mental issues. Whereas if it's just a regular person walking around, yeah. it, it didn't fit. So that's what was terrifying to me is that you didn't see, which they probably just couldn't afford to make more special effects for that little thing. But it was very terrifying thinking it could be anyone, you know. So Right. Right. 
Well, I mean, even like to that point, you know, you remember the last episode, they had established that it was kind of, you know, I think they had used either the example of like a queen bee and, you mm-hmm. know, the, the hive mind. The hive mind, yeah. Either that or like worker ants or the queen, you know, mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So that's a kind of thing. But yeah, like you said, it is unsettling that you could literally just be standing there and it's like, oh, time to go get a hammer and build the uh, radar. Yeah. I mean, she, she had a point in keeping them back, but it was just like, if they had tossed in there, it's like, yeah, we got the place cordoned, you know, cordoned off, you know, to incoming traffic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, that, that was because, you know, I was thinking the whole episode, I was like, oh, shit, that's, uh, that building, <laughs> what if somebody comes to visit a family member? Right. <laughs> then this, we all sucked in. Right, right. Oh, but, um, so then I think the next scene was, mm-hmm. they go back to, um, the 4400 center with uh, Sean and Jordan and like the first note that I had was like Sean got dressed to impress yeah um, he did he, um, I love the fact that, that now that he's you know working with Jordan and or he's a member of the 4400 mm-hmm. center and Jordan was just like nah you can't no jeans no jeans and t-shirt right right you know um, yeah, they and that's a that's a, becomes a constant thing. I think it also does a good job of like tying into the character. Yeah. Um, you know, as far as just kind of showing where he has come within the last year, but um, they're talking about that when Kyle was kicked out by the you know one of the forty four hundred members. Um, Sean's now talking, you know, bringing it up to Jordan and Jordan. He feels that Jordan's trying to keep him away from his own life, and Jordan's like, "Oh yeah." He's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, those people, those people kick you out, um, you know. And your mom, your, your brother, and he even talked about Nikki, and uh, yeah. it's like Nikki. And I think like when he when he said the brother and the Danny and Nikki, I was just like, uh, "Yeah, but, um, keep her away." And they get into like, yeah, they get into like a little argument, um. Where it shots says like you know I'm leave leave Jordan Jordan's like okay let's go he just gets to type in and you know and Sean the sits down he's like what if you get sick and it's just like a couple minutes ago you were just like ready to go yeah I'm what I'm but uh, I don't know what were your thoughts. No, no, I just, I, I, everything, I feel the exact same way about this scene. It was really interesting. What I saw was Magneto and Scott Summers. That's what I saw this yeah, whole time. Yeah, yeah. But the the thing that bothered me, and maybe I'm just missing something, is that he keeps referring to Kyle as his friend. That's your cousin. Well, like, well yeah, and that, that was something, yeah, and something I didn't notice because um, he says that, yeah, he's, maybe that's the only time that he says it, but yeah, he, that, it's it's weird. Um, I don't know. Maybe he thinks of him as his friend first, and then his cousin. <laughs> I guess you know, most, most of the cousins. You know, when I'm talking about my cousin, it's like cousin. You know, right? You know, and the the assumption is, is like we are friends. We're friendly. But, yeah. Yeah. I it just as a weird bird choice. And but, yeah, um, yeah. I, I wonder. Like, and I don't want to put. Well, we talk about race on here all the time. But it, it felt odd to me because, especially as black people, we're quick to claim a friend as a God family member, as a cousin or a brother or a sister. So to yeah. have it be reversed, I was like, this 
this is odd. This is an odd <laughs> choice of words. Why is he saying friend? And I was like, did they forget? I don't know. But yeah, that's what kind of took me out of the scene. Other than that, I enjoyed it, but I was like, no, that's not your friend. That's your cousin, but... It's your cousin, yeah. So, I yeah. don't know. Maybe I'm harping on... This thing. I don't know. That was odd. Well, no, maybe maybe that's why um, Jordan was confused, because he didn't say cousin. He said friend. He was like, why the fuck are you talking about your friend like that? Like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, your cousin is blood. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, you know, and then it just... And just the way how quickly Sean went from being like very animate to being overly concerned shows like how how much Jordan has his hooks in him mm-hmm. you know it's mm-hmm. like he was genuinely he seemed genuinely concerned that nobody would be there for Jordan if he had one of his you know mind attacks mm-hmm. and, and stuff I like that I do like that because though he is a villain Magneto you know is who he is I do like that he doesn't appear to have abilities but he is smart like he is I mean he's a wealthy white man so you know there's that take it as you will but he is smart enough with his money or his vast wealth to kind of latch on to the right people he seemed to be very calculated from season one so this feels like a consistent uh, continuation of who we got last season, so I do like that. I do like that. Right. Mm-hmm. He's more Lex Luthor, less Donald Trump. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, oh, uh, a capable villain. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I brought the name up of Voldemort. I feel bad. No, I mean of like <laughs> he who shall not be named. Uh, <laughs> True. <laughs> so I think like after that they show it is very quick like Maya is at the house with the only babysitter who decided to stay yeah and um I hate this Diana scene and there's wait where you about I hate this scene I did not like it <laughs> okay well yeah Diana comes home uh and there's a little girl that uh she's playing with name I guess Carrie what's her name and, yeah, who um, knows where you about to say? I said who knows uh, Carrie Susie I don't know yeah Carrie Susie um, but apparently Maya met her um, something and she got invited to you know kids being kids to, mm. to Carrie's birthday party and you know Diana has kind of misgivings and because you know her daughter is a precog mm-hmm. and says shit all the time um, <laughs> actually no she hasn't been saying weird shit within the past months battle battle leads to something else later but mm-hmm. um, she's you know she's understandably worried and then she you know she lets her go to this um, sleepover. So I, I I like that because it shows her actually being a kid and not just sitting in the house and just like, mm-hmm. you know, she's actually interacting with, um, she's trying to interact with other, you know, kids her age. Yeah. So. Yeah, I didn't like it. I didn't like okay. it. <laughs> and it wasn't the scene, it was more, it, I mean, it was the scene, it was more or less Diana like mm-hmm. caving in because I felt that <laughs> You don't know Carrie, like you. Right, she's right. so. I guess for me, I was waiting for, and this might just be again my upbringing. I was waiting for. Well, first of all, why is Carrie in this house? We don't know her. <laughs> Secondly, <laughs> let me meet with Carrie's mom before I just say, "Yeah, go to this sleepover." Because what if she, you know, what if she's crazy? What if she has a, you know, a psycho ex husband who, like, it's, I, I was just thinking, like, you need to protect this girl. 
also she has this ability that though it hasn't been used in a while who's to say it won't flare up and then scare every goddamn body I was like this is the way she caved in without speaking to another adult was very odd to me I was like this is this isn't right but so it's not necessarily the scene like it was put together well I think the interactions in this it was written well it was believable but it was the things they did i was like this is a poor choice but uh, I, yeah yeah and even like that like you said the whole thing about the um at the babysitter just letting the child in like yes. you know that could have been like something that they could have waited until diana got home and said hey can i go actually play with this child mm-hmm. you know um Babysitter, I don't know. Maybe the babysitter will be different next week. Because <laughs> <laughs> Diana was just like, you know what? You fucked up. Yeah, um, yeah. And it's like the tenth babysitter that they've had um, at the house. Um, yeah. Yeah, and it was like very quick. Um, then they cut to Ugh. Richard um, and like really? um, Beyonce and Jay Z on the run. Um, <laughs> uh, with oh god, what is the daughter's name? Um, Khalil and Jennifer Blue Ivy yeah with Blue Ivy in the back Um, (laughs) yeah they you know they on the run and then they start going about like how much money they have and I think it's like you know stuff they they saved up but between them I counted like 1500 I think 17 because it was like 1300 and he said I have no 1200 and I have two and she was like yeah I got 300 in my pocket I was like wait this is a lot of goddamn money Exactly, <laughs> and it was funny because, like, okay, so first of all, you were like, mm, when you counted the amounts, as they laying them out, mm-hmm. uh, and, and I was like, oh shit, they, you know, depending on where you stay, yeah, you'll know, pay for, you know, stopping a, um, you know, a extended stay, mm-hmm. you know, with the, uh, the hot plate, mm-hmm. right, <laughs> right, but, um, and then they, you know, somebody. You know, he says that he has a friend from the 4400 Center that they could stay with. So Which was <sighs> convenient writing. I said, what is this? Who is this person? How was that? I had a bigger example of a convenient-ass writing by the end of this. Oh, I'm like sure. Like, that, that trumps that. Like, nah, that, <laughs> yeah, that, but that's, that's, a good, that's a good catch. Yeah. That's a good catch. I was um, like, you know, because I was... I, when he first said that, I thought he was yeah. talking about Jordan. I was like, wait a minute. I'm, I'm getting the names mixed up. This can't be yeah. who. I was like, y'all running back to this dude? But then he's like, yeah, my friend, 4400, stick together. I was like, nah, fam. This Don't just bring a random. You do better saying that her ex-husband reached out. Or it's like. Right. <laughs> yeah, they, um, you know, I, I don't know if it's like, you know, when you say seeding. Um, something that's going to come later on the episode because they they got to get somewhere. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, no, that's I mean that's a good example. But I yeah I got something that really trumps that mm-hmm. uh, towards the end, and I was just like, okay, that's oh, <laughs> fucked up here. But um, yeah, so they get back on the road and and notice the the shifty ass um, <laughs> the gas station attendant. Yeah, um, yeah, which is some bullshit. And then so now we get to the scene of Maya coming <clears throat> home. He just crying, and it's like two o'clock in the morning. And Diana's like, "What the fuck?" Right. Um, and the mother of the little girl explains that they were talking about like crushes or who they liked, and then Maya Maya said, um, 
speak Frank Sinatra. You know, and, and Frank Sinatra was a pop, you know, he was a pop song before he, you know, became older. You know, he was, I'm not going to say no bullshit. Like, he was a Justin Bieber of his day. Yeah. Was, like, you know, he was still he was a pop star. <laughs> and, you know, their suggestion is that she liked him, but apparently the girls were like, ooh, and they started ganging up on her. <laughs> That's the mom was like, I gotta go to sleep. And she just brought her back home. Or my one to come home. Yes. And the thing I love is Diana says, uh, oh, blue eyes. <laughs> um, and I don't know if she's poking fun at her or she's just like, you know, I don't know. But it's, um, the mom, I wanted to come home, so. I, fam, I, I'm so sorry, but I laughed this entire, when she said Frank Sinatra, I laughed the rest of this scene. Like, there's no, I, what is even going on? I said, this is, so you've been back for, what, a year and a half, two years, you don't know. No, none of the artists that are. I, <laughs> I laughed, Frank Sinatra, and I mean, I get it, you know, and it makes yeah. sense, but it, it doesn't make it any less funny. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was it was interesting. Um, and then Maya, and I want to talk to her, you know, when she went to bed, and you know that was that. But um, and I think it's like they suggested that it was the first time that Maya has kind of felt, you know, they they've had like kind of a spat or an argument. Mm-hmm. Uh, did um, is this where she finds her journal? No, 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 not yet. This it's is where she's okay. tell her I don't need any friends or something. I don't know, whatever. Oh okay. no. <laughs> Yeah, like you don't need to. I'm, you know, you don't need to get out of this house eventually. Dang. But um, oddball. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so Frank Sinatra made appearance apparently. Oh god. Um, and and then after this, this uh punk at punk. <laughs> I'm just trying to stop cursing so much. Oh, um, cuss, let this, it out. Fuck this, them. Now this punk <laughs> snitch gas attendant who was probably wearing another Make America Great hat. <laughs> Just tell the um, tells the Johnny Cash right and or the Man in Black and his two uh, sons yeah like, oh yeah I saw <laughs> oh my God I saw a black man with a white woman they had a mixed child and you know, he just points like Ugh. like unless you're the authorities like if you was a cop coming up and like and even then that's question but anyways mm-hmm. you know they. You don't give the information to some people who just but, like you know to some random folks. So okay, this is my thing. What really bothers me is they went on a run in season one. You landed in this mm-hmm. space for the amount of racist people we have around. You've been here for a year. Did you not notice? Maybe we should be like it. It doesn't feel. It feels like they just got there. It doesn't feel like they've been there for a while. For it to be so many racist people overtly racist except for that one shop owner the bookstore like it it just felt and especially with Richard coming from the time period he came from and dealing with racism a bit more blatantly why is he not on high alert it's just he wasn't cocking and shit yeah it was weird I was like this is this is not good so this is another thing that took me out of the show I was like ugh this is this is weird yeah he was yeah that was some bullshit I was just you know, if it had been like maybe it was like a scene of like, you know, like I said, I said the police, mm-hmm. you know, looking for somebody, or if it was like a concerned parent looking for their kid, mm-hmm. and the concerned parent turns out to be like a psychopath, yeah. at least they put in the, they didn't walk up there saying, I want to murder the fuck out of these kids, where they go? Gas attendant just says, well, they went that way. Right. You know, like, <laughs> these guys look menacing. 
he just pointed, you know, like, yeah, they drove that way. Um, it, was, it, was, it was just kind of, it was a weird thing. Um, so then after that, I, and, and they do some really quick scenes in this. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, jumping around. Like, it's a day, because I, you know, going to what we were talking about before, because they didn't have the time, or they just didn't focus on these kind of the interpersonal mm-hmm, relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, it they're they're just like going going going. Um, so I think the next one is you know Kyle and Sean actually seeing each other. Mm-mm. And um, this is um, Kyle and Tom back at the twelve bedroom mansion that only they live like, in. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Which yeah. is That's when Sean <laughs> when Sean called him. Yeah yeah yeah. So okay. uh, this scene, another scene, I, maybe I just wasn't in the right headspace to watch it, but a lot of this episode was like, what the, what kind of choices? So Kyle is talking about, I guess he ate some kind of burger, and Tom is like, oh, that's what you choose after years of being in a coma? I wouldn't have chose that, but I was like, what? What? And then the boy is like, oh, let, let me get some popcorn. What? You're still hungry? And I know it wasn't like a mean, aggressive thing, but I was like, why are you... Is Kyle bothering you? Because I felt like it just... It, there was... I think, I, I think part of that goes to like, you don't like Tom. You um, know, I don't. I do not like Tom. Yeah, I, I'm not a fan. I think part of that goes to that. But the other thing is, um, he was working on... Um, something mm-hmm. and he was distracted okay and I think like part of that was like you know Kyle you know and even though he's like 21 he still acts like he's 18 mm-hmm. you know like he, and that was one of the things that he said so he's 21 and that, that actually I forgot I, I actually brought that down because I forgot that he had been you know in a coma for like that long so mm-hmm. like, that's what. Yeah, but he he is a child. Like, and I thought about that when he said, yeah. and I was like, okay, technically you're 21, you've aged, but you're stunted. Right. You're still a child. Yeah. So when he's like, oh yeah, I'm 21, I'm like, no, I think you get negative years from when you came back and you were a different person. So you're 17 now. No, I was like, what? This ain't. Yeah. He, yeah, that makes sense. But he, um, and then that, and then Sean, Sean called him. That's what it was. I, that, and, yeah, I forgot. Yeah. And, uh, but how did he get that, that number? I, I don't know. Whatever. I'm just. I don't know. I mean, Jordan. I mean, Jordan probably um gave it to him, or maybe Sean went to somebody at Jordan's place. Said, "Hey, I mean, the internet did exist, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because we had that horrible ass website from season one." With his stupid ass brother, yeah. <laughs> the ge- the ge- uh, geocities or the geocities, yeah. Um, it took like five hours to load up, right? And it Just was like the most bootleg. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It looked, like, it looked like his brother had just set that shit up so he could just fuck with him, right? Um, Fucking yeah. dickhead, God. Um, the early two thousands. Oh wow, um, <laughs> what a time. Yeah, they, <laughs> he got happy because he, there was a JPEG on the page. He was like, "What?" Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then I think after that, it's like this is you know when it gets even insane, more insane. With, yes. Um, like they um, they're on the road um, and dark, and then the the pickup truck drives up on the bumper. They basically they catch up with them mm-hmm. and flash their like high beams and try to run him off the road and I think Richard and them just drive into the woods to lose him and they have an accident. Um, oh my 
hate this and wind up running away. You know, the two, you know, Richard, Lily, Lily Hope, and Isabel, the most quiet baby on earth. Until, um, until she's not. And, I mean, at the times, at the times when she should be. Right. And um, the convenient, <laughs> convenient script times, and then the the rednecks or the. Pacific Northwestern next. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> jump, <laughs> jump out. And they're like, um, I'll tell you this, that family got ghost. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like extremely fast. Ugh. And, you know, they're now running through the woods um, with the, you know, with the racists behind them. But, um, Ugh. I yeah, I don't this. know. I mean, did you think this was like, once again, like over the top? Or yes. Was, at this point, this shit was campy as it, it was first of all why are we the only two cars on the road secondly right. as far as the 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 dad and sons are concerned how do you know this is the car you're looking for like <laughs> once you got up on them yeah but what if this happened to be somebody like I, it was just and then them mm. crashing the car and then run, I, I said I, what are, no 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 I'll tell you what took me out when Richard was like yeah I thought we could do something something end up on the 35 and I was like but you are from 400 years ago how do you know about the 35 highway and this and that because my what I feel like is y'all been in this same cottage for seven months I, maybe I'll pick him <laughs> go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. I mean, I think you just, I mean, I, I because later on when they're going through the woods, and that was something that I was, and that uh, I guess kind of noted, is that he, you know, he still has his military okay. training. Like he's talking about, like, the directions and, you know, like, you know, head this way, due west, and mm-hmm. the sun rises in the east, and, you know, <laughs> pop lock to the west. Yeah, pop lock. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm just like, and I was like, my ass would have been lost. Yes. And I would have died in the stream, like face down. Mm-hmm. Um, but so he, I think he does know the area at least enough to know like where the freeway is. Okay, okay. And where they need to be going. So I okay. kind of gave him that. I can accept um, that. But, I can accept that. Yeah. But Ugh. I definitely understand like as far as like they could have. And the only thing I could tell him is like the gas attendant, you know, told him like, oh, they're driving this car. Maybe they... Because I know they shot at it. Mm-hmm. You know, they did shoot at it. He shot the window up. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, so hopefully, you know, he remembered enough that it was them. Yeah. Okay. Um, I can I can just that. He, he just saw Richard's blackness. <laughs> <laughs> he was just like, my racism alarm is going off. That. Um, yeah, I was, like you said, I was more concerned about, you know, or folk. I mean, the thing that stood out to me was like, they got... The fact that these three people with guns could not catch up with um, Richard and Lily and the baby, you know, mm-hmm. the baby until like the following morning was just weird. I mean, they just kept showing shots of Richard and her running through the woods. Yeah. And guys are like investigating the car, like they're going to see the body slumped over. Mm. And I was just like, as soon as you don't see that, <laughs> yeah, you start running through the woods. But then, uh, even why did we go at like okay? I'm fine with everything up until we crash the car. Once they're not in the car, why are you still chasing them? Like, what are you hoping to accomplish? I just... Because even when they capture Richard, it's like, what... 
what do you want now? Do you want to kill them? If that's the case, you just keep, it was. I felt like the motivation was all off. Like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it was. It's. <laughs> I mean, I, I think that because he was so over the top, and he was like the scripture quoting, yeah, you know, maniac. And you know, I told you like we we talked about that about like the depiction of you know the crazy, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the crazy Christian or whatever. Um, and how that is, you know, there's a way to play um, a racist. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't have to be. I mean, I'm not an actor, but as far as like what you want to see, yeah, uh, somebody who's not cartoonish. Yeah, and you got him walking around in this fucking uh, man in black outfit. Yes, and he once again he hasn't changed his clothes. Um, you know, or, or, or just a hat or something, because I guess this all takes place in the same day, but it still makes him look like a cartoon character. Yeah. So, you know, like, so you can't take him seriously. And, and to the point that when what happened later on happened, I started laughing. I yes. Like, nah, I can't take him seriously. My boy. My boy. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, whatever. Like, you know, I'm chasing them, and you got got by the dark demons. That. So, that. Um, oh. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like, there is, I'm trying to think of like, um, and I, you know, I don't want to take too much time, but like somebody from, um, there was a skit recently where they talked about the white saviors. Yeah, in movies, and it was Seth Saturday Myers. Night Live. Oh, yeah. again, no, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, it was Seth Myers, and he talked about the cartoonish, over the top racist that makes liberal like white liberals feel mm-hmm. like hey I'm not like this guy and the guy was like literally barking racism yes. because that you know and and it, it just showed but you gotta remember that you know bigotry and racism prejudice comes in like all shapes and sizes so when you know, like when the only depiction that you get is uh because people don't want to see somebody who was racist as being like normal yeah. They don't want to feel they that makes them feel like oh, okay well I can't spike spot the crazy ass motherfucker <laughs> you know, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. now so in that case they put him in like a black getup you know instead of just like shit if he had come in there wearing like khakis and like basically if he had dressed like the tiki torch people mm-hmm. see that's the that's the racism that probably scares me the yeah. Most. Mm-hmm, you know, like mm-hmm. that, that would unnerve me. So, like, if he had walked in there looking like damn Ned Flanders, and then he just yelled abomination yeah. at the mixed race baby, and then I was like, oh shit, mm-hmm. this guy, you know, I work with this guy, right, and right, right. Time, like the guy, I was like, oh shit, I see his ass at five points talking crazy, talking crazy, <laughs> um, or like on the on the tr- on the ale station in Chicago losing his shit. Oh god, at the end of it. right. But um, yeah, like he was cartoon, like he was definitely too cartoony and. His sons in it. His sons were the Trump Jr. kids. Right, and they didn't even really speak. I was like, "What is exactly? What is their role? Not to do anything (laughs) except to be there." Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. Um, But I think one of them was at the store with him in the last episode. Uh, Yeah, um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, he was the muscle. We they rounded up the third one. It was like, "Let's go kill him." Right. Um, What's oh god? Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah, um, so there, and I think, like, so this is when uh, she finds, um, she, it, Maya, Diana goes in to wake Maya up from her 
Frank Sinatra dreams. Um, <laughs> and she, uh, <laughs> she, by as we get up, she's like, let me get 15 more minutes. And then, you know, I think she's getting, she's picking stuff up. Diana mm-hmm. is while Maya's still sleeping. Then she sees a journal. And it says something like Maya's journal. Diary. Mm-hmm. Diary. Mm-hmm. Diary. Diary. Things yeah, I see. Yeah, she has a kid. I mean, she's a kid. She it keeps a diary. She keeps a journal, which is not, which is which is uh, not not normal. Yeah. Uh, but I think when she looks inside, she. Well, she doesn't I'm look just think... yet. No, she went because she sees it says Maya's diary, and then she's because it's hidden in Maya's like sock drawer or something, and so she uh-huh. she almost looks in and she closes it back, and then we get to the next scene with her and Marco. And he's like, uh-huh. yeah, I would have opened it, which I, I could see where both of them were coming from. But I think that, which, okay, so the scene happens and they're walking down the hall at Intact. And he's like, um, you know, you didn't open it, whatever. She was like, oh, no, you know, I can't betray her trust as a parent. I know how that is. And he was like, well, it says things I see. So how do we know it's not like ponies and food and whatever else? Or is it? her like premonitions or whatever and um she's like oh yeah she haven't had one of them visions in months and he says what i was thinking that's what she's telling you like she's get she's smart enough to know that in order to be normal i have to kind of shine dim my light on some things that i have you know people call me a freak when i tell them their future so why not write it down um What got me is that this was a good conversation to be had by parents in general, you know, because it's, yeah, Maya has powers, but that aside, she's still a little girl who is writing down her thoughts. So do you go through your children's things or do you let them have their privacy? Um, Like, I I was a bit torn because I was like, Maya hasn't been in trouble but even if she had like fought at school, would it have been right for you to go in her journal or diary to kind of see what's going on with her? I don't have any kids, so I can't. I speak to yeah. it being a child of someone. I can't really speak to it being a parent. Um, but yeah, but that's that. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that's a good point. That's a really good point because that was the I, I kind of sided with Marco mm-hmm. on this. I mean, I didn't realize I didn't. I hadn't thought about what he was going to say but once he said it mm-hmm. you know it's just like yeah if she is if there's a good chance that if she's lying like you don't have to take her into intact and get a full checkup mm-hmm. and start her, but like as her you know caregiver or actually yeah. as a mother at yeah. this point who, who knows about you know what she has the ability to do um you want her to be you know kind of force you know just bring it to her attention mm-hmm. uh, so yeah so now he actually that was yeah, I I agree with him as well. I just think yeah. it was a better way to handle it. Like I feel like Maya Maya isn't a normal kid, so you I feel like Diana could have asked her like, "Hey, I noticed this journal. Can we look at this together?" And cuz I feel like the worst she could have did was hide it, her being Maya. But she's still in your house. You still can find it and read it, but because she has this precognitive ability she has to know that you're going to look at it anyways why not come to her as an equal though she is your child and be like hey let's you know do this thing but again i don't have children so i i'm just imagining but it's like there's ways well, to hmm? 
No, no, no. Wait, worry about stuff. No, I just think that there's ways to, you know, to address things like this. And like I said, even with Maya's powers off of the table, I just feel like uh, don't. Don't open it and read just a few pages and then stop because it's like, eh, this ain't going to make it go away. You still have to address, I don't know, I just, I'm still torn. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's, and you know, like I said, that you're invested in, it shows you're invested in you're pretty much kind of the relationship between the two. Mm-hmm. You, you're kind of wondering like, well, you know, what will this do to the two of them? Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that I was thinking about was um, she when it um we don't know what the how accurate or how you know her powers pinpoint mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. so there's a chance that she didn't know that her mom was going to eventually do that okay like, I yeah. think the most like she you know will and and it just yeah because they've never established that i mean she'll get like very mundane things mm-hmm. uh and then she'll get like big mm-hmm. you know events you know, like when she turned to Tom and said, she said, you are the chosen one. You're the golden mm-hmm. child. Mm-hmm. You know, but um, she, you know, so it's, so I don't know if she is going, if she knows that her, you know, Diana mm-hmm. eventually does do, you know, what she does. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Is that, you know, I just walk into Diana's room and say, well, I know you're going to do it, so let's just talk. Right. And, you know, to your point, one of the first entries that Diana read was like, the neighbor Mrs. So-and-so is going to get a cat. I hope she'll let me play with it. So you can see that she got the cat, but you, so yeah, so to your point, I think you're right. Like, it isn't, yeah, we don't necessarily know how accurate. So yeah, no, I'm I'm willing to accept that. Okay, okay. Yeah, Yeah, like, and this is what we, you know, (laughs) if the 4400... Uh, spreadsheet that we have going for that <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think after that is um, so they mm. go back to the Django. What did you say? To Django. It's Django, yes. Yeah. So they come back to Django, and um, they're you know. So this is when he gives a plan as far as what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. You know, as far as moving, and uh, he also he says that his foot was. I mean, they were in an accident. I mean, they hit a tree, so his foot was jammed up. Mm-hmm. So she, he's been, but he plays it down for Lily, and you know, Lily steps away from like something that Isabel, and he pulls off his like shoe and his sock, and his foot has this huge gash mm-hmm. in it. So it's like really, so he is like he's really hurt, but he plays it down you know, for mm-hmm. the sake of trying to keep Lily you know, calm. Um, and and I guess also. Um, Isabel. Because it seems like Isabel, yeah, because Isabel seems very connected to Lily's mood. Mm-hmm. You know, so, um, and he essentially was like, you gotta shut the fuck up, you know, because we're about to get killed. Dad. Um, yeah, yeah, so he, um, that's a pretty bad gash. Um, but yeah, so he, he's hurt, and, um, and I think that was about it for the city. Mm-hmm. They filmed it nice. I was like, shit, I like what happened here. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, if we were not being chased by no rednecks, <laughs> but um, yeah, and so I think after so the other they jumped to. I mean, do do you have anything about that scene? Or no, not that? really. I mean, it was I, it was a good scene. It was broad daylight, so of course they've been on the run for a while, and. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was again some convenient writing, moving Lily away from him. But I, I understood why it didn't take me out of it. Um, 
though this is not the intended effect of that scene, I was just thinking, Mahershala Ali has long fingers, a big ass hand, big ass feet, and I it, it stood out because seeing him with his clothes on, whatever. But something about him taking off that sock, and it seemed like it took forever to pull his foot out. He felt, and this is this is no correlation at all, but he felt like what I think Skeeter would look like if he was a real person, Skeeter from Doug. I know this is silly as hell, but that's like where my mind went when I saw that. I was like, what the fuck? It, but that's neither here nor there. That's hilarious. Um, yeah, yeah. So he, so he, but yeah, he's hurt. The other thing I think, like, we, um, yeah, he don't look like he's aged, man. At all. At all. No. We not, don't. Not at all. Yeah. It is crazy. He, yeah, it's crazy because, like, looking at this, I'm just like, this is not 2003 or 2004. Mm-hmm. Like, this dude is still looks. Yeah, he does. I mean, Cottonmouth. Um, uh, oh, I forget his character from Moonlight, but like, he he just looks. Yeah, he looks exactly the same. Maybe a little bit fuller, like more either bulk or a little bit more weight, but not by much. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, man. I think he's. I think they might choose him as John Stewart. Oh yeah, um, yeah. That's that's my. I mean, Cole's crazy. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, and why not? Shit, uh, Chadwick Boseman is what in his forties, right? Um, okay, so this next scene we pick up with um, Tom and Diana back in Intact, and this is where I don't think I was being um, aware enough because of their behaviors to me seem very in line with what we've been presented so far. But it isn't until we see what they do after, which makes me like, oh, something's not right. So, yeah. Um, which and this is all a bit hazy too, because I watched this episode through once, like within the background, but then I watched it intentionally, and I still feel like I was missing something. I don't know why. Um, pretty much, they go and kidnap what's homegirl who um, the queen bee, the the queen Tess. Yeah, Tess. Yeah, the yeah. Queen Tess. They go and kidnap her, but. I felt like they had been away from the hospital for a while. That's why this seemed very odd to me. Like, it's been at least a whole day with you hanging out with your family and everything else. And then they all of a sudden become infected. Like, what? how did you take that? They're, I mean, first of all, it's easy as fuck to kidnap somebody or, or break somebody out, out of intact. Which is horrible. Um, which is horrible, yeah. Like the secu- I would have loved to have seen the security guards when they were like signing her out. <laughs> Go back to the game, right? Um, no, because you know she and so that's what I kind of took from there. Um, and I guess when they got to the um, the actual hospital, it yeah, it's just that I don't know. The only the other I was just expecting one of them to get infected like ASAP, mm-hmm, but. Mm-hmm. The fact that it was taking its time. See, it was weird 
that they hadn't they hadn't been like I don't know if they had an immunity or if it just hadn't spread to them. But um, you know, when they got there, I guess I expected you know both of them to be like, okay, well now let's just start working. But mm-hmm. because of what happens, I think like um, that doesn't happen immediately. I mean, as far as you know, purposes of the story, mm-hmm. you know, what happens later on. Uh, and the other thing was, I think that because Tom is now seen as being this, you know, the, the not the gatekeeper, he's you know, he's keeping the forty four hundred safe. Mm-hmm. Like he was immune from what was going to happen. Okay. Um, because like you know, skipping ahead, Diana is the one that gets infected as they're watching, you know, the <laughs> I don't know this thing being done. Mm-hmm. Um, and the but the other thing I noticed is that they so when they get there. They start opening up all the doors, so that so that was something. They had apparently locked some of the people, or maybe the people just went back to go to sleep. But they they're running and opening doors for all of the people who work there. And then Tess is just you know she stands in front of Kevin's door and says, "No, I got this one." Mm-hmm. And so yeah, and then she opens the door and she I just put down a note that she was like had like a crazy stance or whatever, mm-hmm, like she's mm-hmm. walking down the you know the hallway but um yeah i mean it's just another example like they're you know why haven't they been affected yet yeah um, but that you know it was and, and going back to what we were talking about earlier they don't spend a lot of time at the um you know, at the hospital right right like they there's you know they cut away like really quick to you know the conversation now the conversation between um you know sean and kyle sean and his friend um, yeah yeah um <laughs> Wait, what did you say? I said Sean and his friend. Sean and his friend, yeah. Not his cousin. Not his cousin, but his friend. Which, um, why is he bent down like this at the end? But whatever. See, I'm, I feel like I'm picking, but this is stuff that are odd choices for me. Like, yeah. Yeah, but go ahead. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, he, um, I was actually happy to see them together. Mm-hmm. Because if you think about it, this is the first time since... And Kyle talks about this. Like, Kyle doesn't remember waking up. Like, yeah. He thanks Sean. You know, this is, like, the first time that he's actually seen Sean. Seen mm-hmm. Sean. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like that they actually tossed that in there because it helps you to realize, like, yeah, you know, they've, there's been no connection between these dudes. And, you know, they they are really close. You know, they're yeah. they're, they're, they're cousins. They're cousin 40. Friends, they're friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but... Um, and then Kyle starts going into the whole thing. Like, he makes a joke about the cult, you know, mm-hmm. the 4400, you know, and, and then Sean's like, well, you know, I'm actually believing in it. And, and, and Sean kind of, he says something, you know, to the point of, to the effect of, um, he, he, he believed Collier has to do what he mm-hmm. has to do. The whole thing about unlocking the mm. 44 behind because yeah. he just he, he turns around and looks at you he's like this is it's, this is fucked up yeah like we can't we can't go nowhere but up from here mm-hmm. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so that's and that shows that he's kind of bought into it but Kyle has a problem with that because he yeah he first of all he was kicked out yeah you know like, his cousin but his interaction with the woman because and she's very what do you say step for wife yeah step for wife um she has this like you know, fervor, you know, because she's really into the, you know, what they're offering. Yeah. Um, and that's what Kyle sees. Kyle sees a cult. Kyle sees the, like, David Koresh. Yeah. You know, that type of stuff. 
I I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Um, Did you like it? No, I did. It was this this scene. I had mixed emotions. For Kyle, Mm -hmm. I was okay with them reconnecting. I thought that was nice. What kind of made me mad, and it's it's not just this show. It happens a lot. But if we live in a world where we're just regular, some are Christian, some are Buddha, some are atheists, we just live our life and go on. But then 4,400 people come out of the sky. For him to then be like, oh, well, how are he going to unlock the 4,400 within us? Oh, that's silly. It's like, what? But yeah, you, I, I, I brought you out of a coma by touching right, you. Yeah, it, it was weird. But then I was on... I was on um, Sean's side until he was like, look at the world around you. I was was like, well, no, maybe your defense should be, hey, Kyle, there's 4,400 people who've returned back to this time period who have special abilities. You don't think that we all might have them? Instead, it's like, he's here to save the world. It's like, but you're not taking the actual evidence that you have, which is your own body able to heal people. It was... Again, I said, okay, maybe I'm just being picky, but this scene, they both were wrong, but then right at the same time, I I was unsatisfied. I was frustrated with this scene. It was a good scene, but it just did not hit for me. And I'm just... I don't know what is going on. Next week, I'll be better, y'all. I promise. I just can't. I don't know. I, no, don't. I mean, no, it's better. It's better to have an honest reaction to it than just say, yeah. Know, like on some podcasts I listen to, they like, this shit was great every week. And yeah. I just like, no, no. I love that show, too. But there was some bullshit. Right, there. right, right. Yeah. Oh, God. And like, we got to find a balance. And, and that's what I like. I mean, like you said, like about your opinion. So that's, yeah. I mean, it, um, it just one of, it's one of those things where I think, like for the past year, Sean has, and you know, a year, even though it seems like it flies by, it's a long period of time. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's a lot, and you have, you have 12 months to kind of soak in the fact that, you know, first of all, because like, seem like your family don't give a fuck about you, mm-hmm. you know, and all this shit, and the world's after you, and now you got this guy in your ear, you know, talking about, we're going to do better. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to change that music. So I could, I could see it from both sides. Yeah, okay. Um, and I and because I, I I always and the other thing is between those two actors, I think that it, I told I mentioned this earlier. Kyle for me becomes at least a better, somewhat better actor mm-hmm. when he becomes a teenager mm-hmm. again. And but between the two of them, like Sean is always kind of my favorite. Yeah. When it comes to their scenes together, but um, and I can definitely understand. Like you know, there's always you know better arguments that you can make mm-hmm. and. In cases like that, um, and you know, and at the end of the scene, I mean, they kind of, you know, went their separate ways. Yeah. You know, Sean basically was just like, "Well, what Jordan said was going to happen happened." You know, mm-hmm. and Kyle was just like, "You know, some Kool Aid bullshit," and they just, you know, that, mm-hmm. you know, so that, um, you know, they kind of part ways, which is now, you know, now, it's, one it's, thing I do want to bring up is what this scene does, and I think it's very clever is that they retcon all of season one, or not necessarily retcon, they kind of reboot Kyle's character, because he says, like, oh, something about I'm happy to see you, and he was like, well, um, I think Sean says something like, oh, you don't remember nothing, he was like, yeah, I don't remember anything from when I woke up, so 
it allows us to still have Kyle from season one, but to move him in a different direction, which I agree with you. Even in this episode, he's more likable for me than he was when he was playing Rayman and everything else in season one. So I did, I did like that. I thought that was a good move on their part, especially with a year having passed. You, he could do drag for all week. Like you, you could have taken him in so many different directions that I think that was a smart line to throw in there to sum up. Yeah, we know he wasn't great in season one, so this is what we got now. So I thought that was good. That was good. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think after this, they go back to Richard. So Richard um, is having um, he. It's that vision, like from the first episode. I don't know. It was a vision. Maybe it was a vision. No, yeah. He had, he woke up in the first episode. He had a nightmare, mm-hmm. and it was of him running through the forest. Um, bloody, and his hands are bloody, mm-hmm. and he hears a baby, and I think he heard a gunshot. So basically, that plays out mm-hmm. again, and it's just when they're they're walking through the forest, and he still hurts. So that's the I think the the other part of that that I mean, what I'm trying to figure out is is Isabella precog? Like, she <laughs> she seems. <laughs> It, yeah, in the way that the baby from Twilight was. That's what it feels like to me. Like, <laughs> like she's able to, I think maybe sense danger. She has a spider sense and can control people and their movements, but also can control the weather. I don't, this, I don't know what this baby. She's a guy. I think she's, I know she's a telekinetic. Like, yeah. That's that's the one thing I've been able to pick up, and she, and I know she has a connection with the earth, like a mental connection with the earth. So with um, <laughs> it's Vixen. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. No, she um, with uh, Lily. Yeah, you know because Lily is like her resident translator, um, <laughs> and the um, no, and this is the uh. uh Oh man, they, they're because there's so many damn scenes in this. Um, yeah. In this episode, uh, let me jump to the other. Go ahead. Because like this, this actually goes into what we're talking about with their abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom, I think I jumped ahead also with this scene. Uh, this is when Tom and Diana are getting the people out of the rooms. Yeah. To get the um, which was so easy. Patients. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it, there was no food security there. They didn't quarantine the place. They just walked up in there and just opened it up. Like, they're, once again, family members could have come in there and then say, we can get out of here, mm-hmm. you know, or something. Um, so they open the doors, and then that's when Tess goes to Kevin, and she looks like she's skipping, and she, she was like, come on, let's go finish this up. So whatever, that scene is whatever. Um, so Richard, uh, they come back to Richard and Lily in the woods, and Lily starts looking at some berries, and... You know, says they look good, or you know, these are they look like blueberries. And Richard's like, you know, you don't want to eat those because they're not ripe. And then they close, <laughs> you close up, and I'm pretty sure they're hungry at this point, they have no food. Mm-hmm. So, Isabel, they do a close up like the Isabel vision, and she's the cutest baby, I'll say that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they use like CG to ripen the berries. Mm-hmm. So, Isabel has the ability to. To, to rush like the lifespan of a of a 
of fruit. Or maybe all <laughs> organic matter, but at the very least, yeah. that was, it, yeah, it's, she has ill-defined powers. That's it. Exactly. Convenient writing. Kind of, mm-hmm. Right, and that's the that's one of the issues that I have with her. Like, she can do every fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, as I say I have an issue with a baby, but I have an issue with, like, the you conveniently give her abilities whenever the situation calls for it. Which, this, that didn't have to happen. Like, that was, Mm-mm. that was an odd <laughs> choice. Like, you could have cut that out of this episode. That would not have affected anything else. Like. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was weird. Um, and I don't, and like, because at this point, she seems to be god like uh no god like that's what yeah she yeah yeah you said it yes she yeah, is yeah, i was like and that's not even what i was going for i was like saying god like uh you know that's what i'm going for but that's that's the phrase yeah yeah like she she is essentially a god and it's just like okay so if you wanted to save the future why do you give the ability to support your when this person can just do everything mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and why not give everybody that so. power then like it's she has the oh, phoenix yeah. force and i don't understand what <laughs> exactly. like and it doesn't uh, she, she, no go ahead and you know who she's no no you know who she's like she's like jennifer in the last episode of like like number season absolutely two. <laughs> man just yeah. imbued with the powers of all her ancestors before her and like it's just like who is this baby and the thing that made me mad is like we thought Maya was annoying but this baby is annoying the way that they're portraying her because it, it, it doesn't it doesn't feel it doesn't feel realistic within the world that we're in and it doesn't feel like uh, <laughs> I, so she can can she not speak English? She can hear the needs of the parents and just make it happen, but she can't speak. And it's just it's a lot of things I don't like about Isabel. Like, yeah, but it's not her fault. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I, I'm not opposed to the idea of having like you know definitely like the ultimate power forty four hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also you you know you got two people who came from the future who were possible experimenting on, mm-hmm. and you know this is their I was gonna say spawn this is their child this is <laughs> you bro <laughs> yeah yeah so it's just like no I don't want to I'm trying not to get, I'm trying to get away from like being this book to like abomination I'm like, oh yeah no 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 you're right you're right my bad you're right yeah. the baby yeah she's our spawn she's a baby and. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's a chance that she's probably going to come back with, you know, possibly come back with some type of ability. But, um, you know, for her to be, like, the ultimate. So, so it's one of those things that they're going to have to flesh that out. Yeah. A bit more because right now it's just, like, she conveniently got abilities whenever the situation comes mm-hmm. um, Jack-Jack. And we don't have a, you know, Jack-Jack, there you go. Jack-Jack, I mean, but at least in Jack-Jack's case, it was entertaining. Yeah. You know, like, she... He was just like fucking up a rack the room. Mm-hmm. I don't know. See the second? You see the second one? No, but you know, with spoiler or not, it no matter. I'm still gonna see it. Yeah. eventually. That's not the biggest spoiler. Up, yeah, he fucks up a raccoon in the second one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's um, and that was a good one. But yeah, like I said, Jack, Jack, Jack can do like everything, you know. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's the big, you know, takeaway, you know, from this part. Um, they show. 
Which oh, how did he know? Yeah. I'm sorry, I can't get past this. This Batman Greatest Detective Alive sees <laughs> that there is a, a a vine of berries that have been eaten, and now I know. Like it's not like it's food or a cigarette. Like oh, it's still warm. It was so weird. Like why is this? Why couldn't he have just seen a footstep? Like why you could have just saw yeah. a footprint? You did. Man, this was weird. Ugh. I mean, compare concerning the fact that one of the people walking is stumbling. Yes. And leaving, you know, and then he could have even. I would have even. It's like I could have even accepted him like even looking blurred. at, you know, the pattern of the footprints don't match up. So somebody is hurt. Yeah. You know? that, that would have. Yeah. That hey, I wrote a scene forty four hundred. Let me time travel and get a job. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, like something like that. Like he feels like they ate food. Um, but anyway, yeah. So he's tracking them. They're getting closer. Um, and then they cut to Sean. And Magneto. Sean's coming home because he, you know, he conversation didn't go well. And then Jordan's like, "Hey, hey, hey! Let me eat your pimp. Dad. I got somebody coming. <laughs> you know, she got cancer. Right. She do thing. She's gonna be good. We get this money. Dad, he's um, so creepy. Uh, yeah." <laughs> Man, it's like okay, yeah. So if anybody, if people couldn't tell from my huggy bear impersonation, <laughs> they got a they got a client coming with pancreatic cancer. Um, his wife has pancreatic cancer, and if Sean lays some paws on her, um, then he they'll donate like land in, for in California. Yeah, another forty four hundred center. So also remember that. That's something I, I picked up on. He's establishing centers across the country. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's, that's another thing. Not like fake ass, you know, neighborhoods. He learned from that. Right. He's in subdivision where nobody lives. He's opening up these centers um, because he just released his book. He knows people are coming in so they can unlock their potential. Mm-hmm. But, um, and then Sean is just like, he doesn't feel like, you know, and, and he's tired and he's like, well, you got five or six hours to get ready. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to get untired. How did, and, uh, no, how did you feel about like? Did you think that Sean was in the right, or did you think that um, Jordan? You know, was? I mean, Sean. I mean, Jordan probably has been running him ragged. But the other part that I got from that is, you know, you better find a middle ground because you live in on the top floor of like this museum, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you can and I'm and you know in. <laughs> There, yeah, you gotta find a middle ground. Like, if you agree with what this guy is doing, and you don't think he's on some shady shit, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, no, you gotta earn your keep because essentially yeah. you live in there for free. Yeah, like, you are living there based on your abilities. Mm-hmm. And but you know, definitely, like when Jordan was like, "Okay, you got five, six hours. Like, get some sleep. Yeah. <laughs> just rest." I, I didn't. Sean annoyed the hell out of me because I, though I'm not a fan of Jordan, I was like, much like you, I'm like, how you, you Jordan is doing what you guys have established is the norm. If something mm-hmm. has changed and you don't communicate that to him, though he may be the bad guy, you're still wrong. Like, if you're not saying, hey, I need Wednesdays and Saturdays off, or you're not, like, you're not. It was just well. I was like, "Nah, Sean, you, you know, my mood won't change. I'm just not doing it. Find somebody else." What? Like, I find somebody else to give people the ability to 
he don't get rid of cancer. This, I, this, I was just like, man, Sean, I don't know what the fuck you got going on, but you don't have the excuse yeah. of I've been in a coma for three years. You are an adult who been doing it. Don't, ugh, I wasn't, I wasn't happy with Sean. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah he, um, it was funny because Jordan gave him something like, oh, okay. Got yeah, you. right. <laughs> Big like, worm. Got mm-hmm. Yeah, you on third today, um, but yeah, so then after that, Richard and Lily and Isabel are like oh. pretty much hiding, and um, they the guys have gotten closer. So mm-hmm. then Richard decides to um, go and try to get the drop on them so that Lily and Isabel can get away. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the only thing after that is, and I, and and just to say it with that, I actually. You know that's that was baller as fuck. Mm-hmm. You know, like he he's he knows he realizes that they can't get any further because of him. You mm-hmm. know, he's just he's just like I gotta take I gotta go on the offense. I mean the offense. Yeah. Right now they've been I guess defense as far as running away, but he you know he has to take it to you know take it to these guys. Uh, um, I mean, how did you feel about it? Uh, I have thoughts. Okay, a few yeah, things. Yeah, no. I'm, I, I did, I did enjoy him taking that initiative and like taking care of his family, but I just mm-hmm. felt Trayvon Rose in, in Bird Box. Like, why? Though this situation is a bit different, it's just like, ugh, seeing this black man sacrifice himself for this white woman, it did not the optics. It just, but I, I get it, and so I was able to get past that. But I was pissed at Richard because you get the drop on this dude. And then you're like, yeah, drop the gun, I'm going to shoot you. Why didn't you just shoot this man in the head? That's the problem that I have. uh, That's the problem. Like, you did all this shit just to still get captured, motherfucker. Like, what are you doing? Mm. That's the the problem that I had because, um, okay, so before I get into my thoughts with that, um, the only scene that happened between that and him getting dropped is the director Jarvis walks in. Uh, to Marco and says, you know, basically they realize that Diana and Tom have taken tests and that they're probably at the hospital. But see, when I get back to when I, I mentioned earlier mm-hmm. the whole thing about the convenient ass writing, <laughs> they show Marco reading a HP Lovecraft book. Right. Um, so I was just like, oh, okay, you know, that's strange, you know. He just chilling at work. He ain't on lunch break. He just reading the HP, and there, and then I was like, maybe there's some significance to that. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Um, so going to the scene with Richard, that was the first thing that popped into my head. He should have shot the fuck out of uh, this guy. Yes, and that, and it's just I don't know if it's like he doesn't want to shoot an unarmed man. He fuck that. Murder him. Like these motherfuckers been shooting at you, running off of roads. And see, and I, I definitely understand the, and I, you remember the guy's name? I cannot remember that dude's name. Uh, from the movie. Well, is that the actor's name for Bird Box, or is that Travante Rose? That's his actual name. Yeah, that's the actor's name. That's his actual name. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's the that's his actual. I name. I think it was so, Steve or something um, in the in Bird Box. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That and it was funny because like in Bird Box, I was like, I think I posted something on Facebook and I was like, you know, fucking trope rears its ugly fucking head again. Several but times. I don't know if it's, Several, well, yeah, several times, like with all the minorities, and like, we could have an entire discussion about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this one, I only saw it as they 
because none of that, sh- none of those deaths in Bird Box needed to happen. Mm-hmm. They just did it. They yeah. were de- those just came down to the sacrificial uh, uh, people who weren't white. Mm-hmm. You know that mm-hmm. that thing. This one, I just saw it as like he saw it as like a sensible thing. Like he, yeah. they had he had to do it because otherwise they were going to get caught. No, I. It was just like, mm-hmm. I yeah. But no, I understand where you're coming from. Definitely. Yeah. You know. I'm getting like shades of that, but yeah, that's a good ass example. And, yeah, and I, I, it's and I think that it, I think it was more innocent in this show than it was in Bird Box, and but but right. the innocence is not without um, malice, and that's probably not the word I'm looking for. But though it had it probably was innocent, it's still you not being aware as aware back then as you would be now. Um, and the optics of how uh, that looks. Uh, because honestly, why did Richard have to get his foot fucked up at all? You know, like, it. I, I get it to serve this part of these few scenes, but there's other things you could have done. I just, for me, in my own lived-in experience, I don't have the privilege of being able to watch this and just enjoy it without critique because this is a big black dark-skinned man with full black features going tooth and nail to fight, you know, with races over his white wife. And it's, uh, yeah. and blonde hair, blue-eyed at that. It's like, oh, you couldn't be any more. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And, and tell the folks where they can hashtag. <laughs> Shit, hashtag AL4400, AL4400, and, and join the conversation. Let me know how you feel. What is your thoughts? My mind ain't going to change either way, but I would like to know what this looks like to you yeah. all. Could 4400 exactly beat for beat how it is being presented back then? Could it exist the same exact way now? I don't think so. I think they'd have to change some things, but I'd like to know how you guys feel. Hmm? They got the reboot coming on um, the CW, and we—I had a really good conversation with my wife about that. Okay, Um, okay. It's um, you know, quick, quick aside. Go ahead. um, They announced a couple of months back, and we'll probably keep coming back to this um, as more news comes out, but. Apparently, the reboot for the 4400 was pitched to CW, and I don't know if they gave it a green light or whatever, but it, it, it sounded as if they were, you know, it might be going somewhere, mm-hmm. outside of just, like, rumors, because I think they even had, like, you know, actual producers okay. and writers who, you know, had taken it to them. My only concern, and the thing I liked about the series is that it could a variety of, um, like age sets mm-hmm. you know it wasn't like and then and then also you, race we had a variety of races mm-hmm. later in later seasons but it was you know um age sets was the kind of the big thing so my concern is like if they put it on the cw yeah uh, there's a good chance it's just about to be pretty ass people yeah that's um, it and i think you'll definitely have the 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 diversity or the inclusion when mm-hmm. it comes to the different uh, that I don't think will be a problem. But my concern is just like you can't have everybody being in like their twenties and thirties. That yeah. Happen. Yeah. And there, there's some people like, what are you gonna do? Like, like my wife said, you gonna cast like a twenty-five year old who's like Orson Bailey from the seventies, um, you know, just <laughs> old ass insurance. It doesn't. It doesn't have the same type of impact. Yeah. 
like what is he going to do? Like going to the old person's home and his thirty-year-old wife is senile, yeah, or whatever, right? And that you know that type of stuff. So that's the only concern with the reboot. So that, that was that was a quick aside. But mm-hmm. um, so going back to the um, the episode with um, Bird Box, mm-hmm. yeah, Johnny Cash gets to drop one. Uh, Richard, Richard stupid and ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because he doesn't shoot. Um, Tom, and then they go to the hospital. They show Diana get affected. It maybe before that, but Tom is not affected basically. Mm-hmm. And the SWAT team gets there. Um, and I think this is also when. Um, yeah, so the SWAT team gets there. They show Intac and everybody getting there, but they don't show what happens. And then mm-hmm. it comes back to the forest. Yeah. It was like a lot of jumping. It was a lot of jumping. Yeah, yeah I think that it wasn't good. That I didn't like that. Yeah. Yeah, the baby begins crying, and um, because they're talking to Richard, and Richard says, you know, they've, Lily and the baby have gotten away, and then the baby cries. And the two, the father and one of the sons, the bigger son, they walk towards it crying, and the father, the you know Johnny, the man in black, tells the other son who had called Richard before yeah. to stay with him. So, and then they go back to us. It's like, wait, what the fuck? It's like it's too much. Yeah. Um, and now they go back to the hospital, and the device has been built, like the tower, the yeah. tower of shit, yeah, the tower of crap. Um, Tom is holding off the SWAT team members, and that's when the convenient ass writing part comes in for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as Tom is talking, you know, telling the director Jarvis, but they're like behind this like locked door, and he can still talk to her. Um, that um, just gives the people more time to do what they can do because he feels that there's something's going to happen. Yeah. Um, Jarvis tells him that Marcos has something to tell him and that it's going to cause him to doubt what Tess was saying the whole time. And Marcos comes over and says, like, you remember what she said? He says, what Tess had described that she saw in the future was from, he remembered was from an H.P. Lovecraft short story. Yeah. And, and he, he was like, I even marked off parts of the book. And he holds it up to, you know, Tom, and Tom looks like very defeated. It's like, yeah, this woman is just crazy. Like, mm-hmm. the shit and in my mind, I was like, where the fuck did that come from? Right. Like, we, you, if you wanted to establish, like, I Say probably it. would have accepted it a little Say bit it. more Say in it. the first episode of yep. the season. Like, as soon as they turned to Marcos, like, it doesn't take much to say, like, this is what Tess described. You know, yeah. and then Marcos is there, and then he arches the eyebrow, and then you see him going through a library of books or something. Mm-hmm. You know, and just something like you can't wait until the same episode. Yes, and say like twenty minutes before. Mm-hmm. Like that was the thing that got me. Yeah, and it was just like this is now a convenient ass way to call to call Tess and to question mm-hmm. like, what she said, because at that point you you start. You're, you're supposed to question I, the whole thing. I wasn't though. It it wasn't earned. Yeah, I, no, it wasn't earned. I mean, like I said, I mean that that was random as fuck. Yeah. And, um, no. and that's just, you know, so that's how I felt about it. I hated it. But I hated yeah, it. like I, 
I didn't like that. It, um, it, there was too many things. One, why is this SWAT team being held back by this one door? There's no other ways in this whole facility to get into this courtyard. <laughs> Two, like you said, with the book, you could have had him reading that book in the first episode. Like, like you said, that was too close to back to back. And then three, even if she did get that from an H.P. Lovecraft book, that doesn't negate the fact that these people are still building. Like she still has some kind of control over them, exactly. be it fiction right. or not. She's. Still, I was like, this is not how this works. Y'all are wrong. This is bad. Right. This is not bad. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, like, you know, I don't have any experience screenwriting. And I always, like, I, but still, you can, you can be critical, constructively critical of something, of, you know, things that you like, things that you're watching, Mm -hmm. you know, know, not just completely shit on something, Mm -hmm. but, you know, it's just like, this doesn't, this didn't work for me. And that was, as soon as he said that, I was just like, nah, nah, son, (laughs) that's not. that's not happening today. Like, you don't pull up some age picking off ground. Yeah. Like, five for the end of the episode. Um, but yeah, yeah. So he, so the devices turned on Which is... and it shoots out like a pulse. Mm-hmm. An EMP. Mm-hmm. Um, EMP, yeah. And like, everybody is knocked back. Um, and they're, um, yeah, so that's how that scene ends. And the SWAT team that, that you know, they had torn him the last spin of Diana switches it and then it just like blasts everybody back um and then the so <laughs> okay I, we're gonna talk about favorite parts in a, in a minute mm-hmm. um but the dream essentially comes to life um not Dr. King's dream, <laughs> this fever ass dream of um Richard Money from the forest with blood on his hands mm-hmm. he, he hears a gunshot and I think he knocks back, he knocks the guy down. Uh, break his leg. Him. Yeah, break his leg. And then he runs towards what happened. But lo and fucking behold, the guy, the man in black is sitting there uh, with a gun over his dead son's body. He was like, my boy. My boy. <laughs> and he says, the baby made me do it. Yeah, he did like, just like this. <laughs> he was like, your devil spawned and and then uh, Isabel's like, oh, keep talking to shit. And then he grabs his chest and has a heart attack. And I'm like, Isabel, two for three. Get Dad. two out of three. Yes. And it's like, you're taking a bow. This may be convenient as fuck, but I love it. <laughs> and, um, and then the second son gets there. And, uh, you know, Richard and Lily, like, they, at least they're looking like this shit ain't normal. Yeah. You know, they are horrified. Um, and then the son... <laughs> He's holding the gun on him, and his mouth is like, you know, let's handle this shit. Yeah. And he puts the shotgun to his head and blows his head off. Which, why didn't and, he just shoot them? I'm like, God, why didn't you just shoot them? I like, I don't know, he, he did, I, I don't know, maybe he was, I will say, like, if I saw, like, my dad laid out on the ground, I mean, it's very convenient, but he was just, like, he was shocked and appalled, you know, he was, he was horrified and, yeah, he should have like blah blah. You know that yeah. would have ended everything. Yeah, <laughs> he would have ended everything. But um, now pretty brutal and effective way. That was like fatality three times. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but that's that's how that ends. And my wife did ask a good question. Like, why did she do this shit before? That and, um, oh my god, oh my god, yes. <sighs> yeah, 
Just, uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if she has to be in the vicinity of the danger or, oh, or whatever, but... It's horrible. You know, I guess they want a dramatic effect. The thing I love, though, is that their bodies will never be found. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. You Which, know, uh, like, they, like, they just laying out there dead as fuck. And their truck. Like, let the cryptic... And, 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 and Richard's car, like all that, none of that has ever been found. No, no. Like, I, I think the car might be found before the bodies. But like, should, if they had made, what if they had made a mention of the bodies in the um, the novels I was telling you about? Oh, shit. <laughs> See, they should that's wrap true. up all these loose ends. Like, what the fuck? This... Yeah. <sighs> well, no, that's, that, those loose ends were done. He's yelling abominations in hell yeah uh, he is an abomination but uh, <laughs> yeah so they're not they're not coming back in the sequel at all um and I was and I put how many fucks do I give that they died none at um, all yeah no so I'm trying yeah um did you have anything else to add no that was it see? that was Isabella <laughs> that did was yeah good job Isabella yeah she did really good um so they go back to the hospital and now Everybody is, I say in their right minds, mm-hmm. but they show like so once again, like the, the extras are selling it. Like, yeah, they have this guy and he is just hopping side to side. Mm-hmm. Like, he's and I'm just like, is that what being crazy is? Mm-hmm. You just hopping, you know, for no apparent reason. Just, I mean, anything, um, to, yeah. Mm. yeah, they, um, yeah, the mentally. <laughs> the mentally handicapped or the ill were not portrayed well in this episode. Um, but they, um, so the patients are being led back by the orderlies, everybody's in their right mind. Uh, Tess is like shook. Like yeah. she says, they lied to me. She was talking about people from the future, or did I lie to you? Mm-hmm. And, she, and so she shook. Um, and I, I, Put the note about the person hopping back and forth, and um, so now Kevin is talking. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was. You know, he wasn't talking before. He was just not really right in the mind, and he he mentions he hasn't spoken for six years. Mm-hmm. And uh, I also mentioned that he's wearing like three to four shirts. Yes, and a, <laughs> and a jacket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a jacket. I was like, oh, the early two thousands. Um, and he. Uh, but he says he feels better. Mm-hmm. So and then the guy and the guy who runs the place was very. Um, he was just like, "Whoa, shit! You know, this is a major breakthrough." Um, how did How did you feel about that, or, or did you see that coming? I didn't see that coming. I I did, but I didn't see it coming until right before. Well, no, no, I can't even say that. I'll say that they they did a really good job at burying that. But once he started talking, I knew what was going to happen with Tess. I, I just knew. The way she ended, I was like, yeah, oh, I know. I saw that. But So I think that the show did a really good job with, with Kevin's storyline, especially when the stuff we find out about him close to the very end. I think they right. did a good job. It was it was enough to keep me coming back. Yeah, yeah. Um, so before we get, I guess they get to the big reveal with that, they show Sean and... Richard, Sean comes back, or Sean um, is talking with Richard, and Richard basically says, like, yeah, I get, I had you follow. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I could have actually, you know, mic'd you up. You know, we could have heard the conversation. Mm-hmm. 
it, it, I don't know if he says it, but like the vibe that I get is it's like you're a major part of this movement. Yeah. And we're not about to like lose you. Yeah. You know? Um, he says it in such a way like he's like, I care for you, but that the undercurrent is this is like you're a major investment mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm not about to like lose that. Yeah. So. Jordan. Yeah, you said yeah. Richard. You said Richard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Jordan Richard. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. So I don't know. It's like, how did you, how did you feel about that? I, I mean, it's everything I thought it was. You are. It's, it's a very classic pimp and sex worker yeah. situation, and it's yeah. just, it's, it's, it's not even really that different with it being two men who are, <laughs> who have no sexual interest in each other at all. It still plays the same. You provide a service that I get the money for. And I'm allowing you to live a certain lifestyle. So yeah, it was it. It was effective scene. You got the point across. Yeah. I mean, because he's he's less he is less and less of a father figure um, than he might have kind of or like a what's the word somebody to console him. Mm-hmm. You know, just kind of a you know that. And it was just like yeah, in this episode, like there were a couple, there were a few scenes where it's just like okay, so this is that relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, so this, um, so the next scene is they go. Basically, they start talking about the ripple effect, which I'm happy that we're getting back to. Yeah. Um, effect is for this episode because I always think that's like a nice little uh, way to wrap it up or just kind of give the episode like this is what the meaning of the episode. Mm-hmm. It's like Sesame Street. Like yeah. Sesame Street. Um, so that yeah. Kevin Burkoff apparently was a neuroscientist, and I'm glad they held off on explaining all this until yeah. This like it definitely is an information dump, but if we had known that he this was his background, mm-hmm. then we would have been like, oh, okay, maybe something's gonna happen with him. Yeah, like it's, he was a neuroscientist who was institutionalized at the age of thirty, and he worked on basically parts of studying parts of the brain where there were dormant neural pathways. Yeah. So Marcos explained to Tom. And Diana, like her face is like wide enough because she's like, "Oh shit, this right. is this is what what was happening." Basically, the parts of the brain, because like you know, they always say parts of the brain are untapped. Like mm-hmm. we only use so many. So if we open everything up, there's no telling what we can do. But basically, they start mentioning the abilities of forty four hundred, the precogs, the telekinesis, um, godlike abilities, yeah. whatever that. Um, you know, and I know there's a name for that ability that she has, where she can, you know, open, you know, get life. But anyways, um, bring forth life. But um, <laughs> and they call him essentially. He's possibly the father of the 4400 technology. Yeah, I loved that. I um, loved that. Yeah. This made it. Yeah. Made it brought me back in. Um, it it doesn't hurt that I actually watched Lucy last night, uh, yeah, which. Yeah was pure happenstance it was on i was like oh okay this is cool but yeah seeing kevin and tess switch places was yep. so satisfying to me because yeah. this whole time and i thought about it on the drive home from work i was like well if it had been in reverse where tess was the kind of catatonic one and and kevin wasn't I wouldn't have liked that as much because it would have felt very obvious. Kevin was very unsuspecting. Um, Tess did a really good job playing that Queen B, and then being disappointed that 
her plans didn't come to fruition. So just seeing them switch spaces and him be this tailored, smart person and her kind of was it was it was very good. It it brought me back in. Yeah, 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 it was, and I, I, I really liked it. Um, and like you said, he. So after they explained that, they, my note is, Kevin getting the fuck out and test his fist. Yes. Um, like Kevin with the jacket and the pants, and you know, just like he was, he was just like, no, nah, I'm not wearing five shirts today. I don't dress. That. Um, <laughs> yeah. He, and it was, it was a definitely change, and there was even an air of like confidence about him. Um, the. The other thing that there is now there is a large age difference. Not a large. I mean, there's an age difference between him and the actress that plays um, yeah. plays Tess. But when he leaned over and kissed her, I didn't think of it like in a creepy. Me fashion. either. Me either. Me either. Yeah, because Tess had, at least from what they established, was kind of her. Well, no, like she cared for him, mm-hmm. and he cared for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, she was, you know, they had that type of relationship, and he. And he truly, I think, probably felt bad because, like you said, the roles are reversed. Mm-hmm. Like she, now she is stuck here. He used um, her. I feel. You think so? Yes, because the book that he left her wasn't that an H.P. Lovecraft book that he left on her pillow. Probably. And I mean, probably. what I felt that because she's one of the forty-four hundred, and because he's the father, it, it felt like one of two things: either she was like the failsafe to bring him back from being dormant like something he saw in the future that he sent her with this so that because you know he knew okay i need somebody to kind of reawaken me if something doesn't go right or at the very least everything happened with the 4400 i feel like he was the queen hive whatever but it's just because of their relationship like how Lily came back pregnant, some kind yeah. of way, I feel like his consciousness or his his drive to survive was put into her. So it's because I, I it, it just it that feels too coincidental. If it's you, well, no, what I'm trying to say, it can't be a simple coincidence that the man that she has been closest with, because everybody else hates her, and the only one that has been around her protecting her. Has been this particular person, right. and we like so. I I feel like either it was unintentional or she was, like I said, the failsafe. This is my last resort if shit don't go right, so that I can be reborn. So I think he just like they switch places, and instead of switching bodies, they switch intelligences or something, whatever. But yeah, I don't. Yeah, and it. it it might not be malicious in the sense that I'm going to destroy this girl's life, but it's more or less like she's a means to an end. That's the way I took it. That, okay. Yeah, he that wasn't a coincidence at all, you know. So right. Yeah, no, I think that I think definitely like I, I lean more towards the first mm-hmm. opinion that you had that she was you know, kind of planted there mm-hmm. you know, to basically reawaken so that you could have the sequence of events that creates the technology. Now, if he's still alive in the future. I don't know if I necessarily, I don't know if I think that's the case, or shit, he might be, I mean, especially if they're able to fuck with consciousness, mm-hmm. but I know that whatever he created during that present day is at least, you know, the, the framework for yeah. what 
these people are able to do in the future. Mm -hmm. So I, I like that it's kind of like this roundabout yeah. way of like happening. So like it's a very good. It's like you know it's time travel at its best. Yeah. You know like it's like cause and effect. Like you know <laughs> you know watching something like Back to the Future. Like one thing, this one thing. Like I remember there was this part where they went past. It's on eighty five. There's the mall. I think it's eighty five. And then and it's called like Pine Tree Mall mm -hmm. or whatever. And then he travels back to the past, and it's like pine. It's it's the farm. It's the name of a farm, but it's a bunch of pine trees. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's just like the cause of like they call the mall Pine Tree Mall because it used to be a pine tree field, yeah. field of pine trees. Yeah, that that type of thing. Mm -hmm. um, like a smaller level, but yeah, yeah, I. That was that was kind of like the big moment for me. But yeah. the other part of this is because I know some of Blau is like so big within the you know the geek community, especially with things like you know Serenity and Firefly. Um, and I think she was also in Buffy, mm -hmm. but um, she she she's a big name, and I and I think seeing her now not be the seeing her in that in that band like looking like you know they this wasn't for me that was kind of like very effective yeah for me maybe but at this point because i i know that she is she's a big actress actually both of those both of the both of them are you know her and jeffrey i think his name is jeffrey wright and i think i, I remember mentioning like he was on star trek but i know with her like with her not being like the savior that was pretty effective for me Mm -hmm. uh, and not saying because I hate the actress or something, but because I'm so used to her being like central to that stuff, to you know shows like this, um, I was just like, oh, okay, wow, this is she. She's the one still stuck in the insane asylum, mm -hmm. up, but mm -hmm. also big. So, um, so after that, uh, they show it's just a montage. Yeah, it's, um, I say Sean curing for cash, so he came around. <laughs> Tom is showing. Tom is showing Kyle how to play golf in the front yard. What's, like, why don't y'all take why, the backyard? God, thank, oh my God, thank you. Because I was like, this, this, I have, I'm, why are you doing, first of all, at night, secondly, on a yeah. street with houses on each side of the street. Yeah. It, oh, but go ahead. Yeah, I was, yeah. yeah, yeah, and I was sitting there trying to figure out, like, is this the backyard? I was like, no, this is the front yard. Yeah. Um, they show Lily... Uh, Richard and Isabel hitchhiking, and somebody stops for them, and then we get to the the, uh, the, the big ending. Um, Diana decides to read the journal, and like you said, she's going through it. She she you know you hear Maya's voice you know reading the different entries, and then she gets to the point where apparently Maya just lost her, <laughs> and it's like like I'm sorry. The only time that I see people like write repeatedly like this is. Like Bart Simpson at the beginning, mm -hmm. of the title sequence of The Simpsons, or like Psychopaths, like you know, just writing shit like "I will kill, I will kill." Like yes. she says, "Mommy's bosses will be punished for betraying us," and I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. So yeah, and I I forgotten about that. I forgot what she had written, and I was like, "Well, Maya, oh damn." Mm -hmm. <laughs> so. Mm -hmm. And that's how it ends with this ominous doom. Yeah. I don't trust yeah. Maya. Kill her. Burn it with fire. Yeah. 
<laughs> you can burn it with fire. Yeah. You can't burn the Phoenix. No, that's Isabel. You can't burn the Phoenix with fire. But... Well, if Isabel is the Phoenix, then Maya is Emma Frost's white queen. Get rid of her. There you go. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this, this was good. I have to admit, I think this... I think the whole show would have done better to have this be one episode, except for the Richard like dream stuff. I think I think that's the one thing that worked really well with it being two episodes because it would have felt like if I watched this back to back, like a callback to the first episode. Everything else I feel like should have been in one episode. Everything like. Um, but yeah, but I'll say as as disappointed as I was in this episode, they ended really strong, and that Kevin thing I thought was such a good, such good writing and such good planning. That's how you, because it's, it, it's, no matter what mysteries, Scooby Doo, Goosebumps, Law and Order, everything has taught me growing up. It's always the person you least expect, at least ninety percent of the time, and I would have never. Suspected Kevin ever? Yeah. So I mean, and that's it, and it's a really good payoff. I mean, it's a, it's a really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's just a good payoff because like you establish who this, and he could have been, you know, somebody who was just a you know kind of a side character. And if and if you're not familiar with who the actor is, I'm not. It was like, oh, okay, this this is yeah. I mean, this is like somebody that you just cast. And then to be honest with you, even when I watched it the first time, I went Jeffrey Combs. This is his name. I wasn't thinking like, oh fuck, Jeffrey Combs here. Mm-hmm. Okay, but um, <laughs> no, it was just like I was like, oh okay, so he's here, so he's a part. But you know, it's not until the end where you know the big reveal. I was like, okay, I I didn't see that coming. So yeah, that was, I thought it was a pretty good payoff, and it was weird because. It's a really good payoff where there was some questionable writing in the middle, mm-hmm. like plot points or like things, you know, big, big things that happen, and you're like, where the fuck did that come from? But um, but this one worked, so this one worked. But yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think. Um, so let me, I'll I'll start by asking you, like, who was your, what was, who was your favorite uh, character in the episode? Um, my favorite. Damn, that's hard because everybody annoyed the shit out of me. I don't want to say <laughs> no for real. I don't want to say Kevin because he would his circumstances would be my favorite, not him. Um, yeah. So I don't I honestly don't know. Diana annoyed me. Um, shit, who would be my favorite? Uh, trying to play the not even Richard. He was ugh. Um, yeah. Damn, I don't know if I have a favorite. Wait, let me see. Um, Maybe Kyle, honestly, because though he was a bit annoying, he was very refreshing from what we've got for the first season. And I feel like he, his suspicions about the cult, his relationship with Sean, his relationship with his dad, and him kind of wanting to just be himself again. I like that. So I'll say Kyle was my favorite of this episode. Yeah. Okay. What about you? Uh, for me. It's gonna sound goofy, but Isabel, <laughs> um, <laughs> Isabel, only because she killed the fuck out of the racist. Yeah, yeah. Um, like in the most horrible way possible. Yeah. It wasn't like off-screen. I mean, some of them were off-screen murders, but mm-hmm. you know the um, <laughs> just seeing that man grip his heart. I was saying, my boy, mm-hmm. I was just like, he was trying to murder. He was trying to murder an entire family. So right. she. Um, 
even though her abilities are all over the place, like, you know, he, what was it? I was thinking about, um, Nate Summers. Like, mm-hmm. isn't, like that, you know, I don't know. Like, I, I just can't get a beat on what she can actually do. Everything. Like, I mean, it just seems like everything. Yeah. yeah. But, She's um, a god. yeah, like, minus that, I, she was an MVP for me. Oh, for sure. Uh, for sure. Hands yeah. down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Mm, I don't know. What about a, a favorite scene of yours? A uh, favorite scene. <laughs> let me get away from the racist guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, just when he woke up, when um, when Kevin, woke yeah, up, he just he was talking for the first time. Actually, mm-hmm. I really like that. Yep. That's mine too. Um, well, really, everything surrounding that—him waking up and speaking, um, yeah. them explaining his backstory, and him kissing Tess and leaving—like everything to do with Kevin at the end of the episode—really did it for me. Yes, I'm, I feel the same way. Um, right. I guess who, who's your least favorite character? <laughs> least favorite? Yeah, I was gonna say like that. Um, you know. Um, Shit, Danny and Nikki ain't in this episode, so I can't say that. <laughs> um, maybe. Um, oh fuck it, I'll just choose one of the uh, racist guys. I mean the um, <laughs> the I guess the father. I mean he was he was annoying. Yeah. I mean he um you know like you said we we said he was like cartoony. Yeah. Bro. Um, and even though he played that cartoony role to the best of his ability. Yeah, he did. Um, I um yeah, just like you know, I I think we we got to get past the oversimplification of racist. You know, I mean, like mm-hmm. there are some stupid ass people out there who you know act racist, but the people that are always nerd me the most are the folks that you can't see. Yeah, you know, they hot in plain sight, and um yeah, that was yeah, he was annoying. So yeah, I mean, I agree. How much you... Um, Maya. Maya, okay. Yeah, that whole. <laughs> Frank Sinatra, can I have a sleepover? Like, the races, yeah, they were what they were. But it's like, Maya, you yeah. can see the future. This woman, is like, you, you're you not new to being someone's child. You had parents. Like, don't, yeah. I don't know. Maya was just, I, she, did, she just doesn't do it for me. I don't like her. <laughs> She's still weird to me. It was funny because, like, the uh, a couple episodes before, you were talking about, like, the Maya Richard uh, team up. Yeah, well, I still want to see that. I want to, oh, yeah. that, yeah, with Isabella as on, in a backpack or, or a, a knapsack behind them. Just, uh, God, yeah. But, but yeah, I say Maya. She just, and the, the act, the, the girl, though, she is a child, her acting wasn't that great to me. Um, yeah. Especially, and I think maybe I'm spoiled because we have, like, Stranger Things. We have um, um, so many other programs with young children. Hell, Umbrella Academy, number five. I mean, though he's a bit older than her in this episode, he's a child actor. I think we, I think that's, I'm just spoiled because of the uh, vast amount of programming we have now. But her acting was not good to me at all. The The tears, the... Yeah, I was like, what is this? Get out of here. <laughs> um, yeah, well, see, my other least favorite should be the nanny letting that little girl come in the house. Like, man, get the fuck exactly. out of here. You're fired. But, um... Yeah. Yeah. She may not be the same person next week. Just, just <laughs> remember her face. Yeah. She shouldn't be. She's trash. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, that's 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 it. Any uh, I don't know, final thoughts, questions, answers, or anything for the audience. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, as usual, just interact. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, you know, we, there are some forty four hundred fans out there, I mean, just like there are some sliders fans out there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I we um, I've been trying my best to like, you know, hashtag or um, at or just include um, what's the CBS? I think they're still an official page for the forty four hundred. Yeah. Um, and I think there's even a fan page. So, yeah, I mean, like, you know, definitely if y'all listen to the podcast or watch or are either old fans or new fans, you know, just interact, you know, just reach out. Um, but, um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, like I said, going before, I mean, forward or before, mm-hmm. it would have been great if this could have been just like one long episode or yeah. like a, a mini movie or something. Yeah, so, I agree. Uh, Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm um I'm, I'm looking forward to see what comes next because this was one hell of a ride. Um, yeah, use the hashtag AL4400. And um, actually, question of the episode, I guess. What is some of your favorite time travel movies? Um, I know we mentioned Back to the Future. I'll throw the Butterfly Effect in there because this first two slash one episode did focus heavily on time travel or somewhat on time travel yeah i'd like to know what are some of you guys' um uh favorite time uh movies dealing with time and time travel and stuff so yeah let us know let us know (laughs) well um shit that's we made it to the end <laughs> so uh shit join us back here again um of course i'm rain coleman the carefree black nerd uh make sure to use that hashtag al4400 when listening to this episode and whenever you're watching the 4400 um hit me up on twitter carefree blurred all other social medias carefree black nerd and robert let folks know where they can uh politely find you online politely <laughs> find me i'm rob the uh, the writer who writes and um, <laughs> you can find me at uh, Robert K uh, Jeffrey J E S S R E Y dot com. That's Robert K Jeffrey dot com. And uh, you can find my books. You can find my social media links and um, an occasionally uh, updated blog. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, oh, very like infrequently. Let's say that infrequently <laughs> updated blog. But, um, and then also, I always forget to say this, uh, visit blackside-fi.com, which is a, um, a website that I um, edit for. And it basically anything, you know, black speculative fiction, fantasy, stimulated, uh, you can, you know, find there. So those are the two places where you can find it. Good deal, good deal. Well, listeners, of course, as usual, you will find those links on the show notes. So go ahead and uh, if you're on SoundCloud, comment. If you're on any other app, uh, like and review. Go to iTunes or Apple Podcasts and you know give that five stars. Let us know which show you're commenting for. Let us know a light in the sky. Uh, how you feeling about the show so far? And make this a conversation. So uh, until next time, guys. Meet us back here, same nerd time, same 4400 station.